Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. What is up, my partner, Jen Mertland? Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. How you doing? Good. How are you? Did you have a good birthday? I had a great birthday. I'm just happy to have a birthday. Oh, shit. This you point, like you're 120. And I think I've told you before, my dad says, I say, Dad, how are you doing? He says, I'm vertical and taking nourishment. This is his standard for living at this point. I like it. Okay, get it. Nourishment, yeah, right. We want to know when you're going back into the dog kennel. You know, I feel like I should be Tell us about it if you don't know. Oh my gosh, yes. A few few years ago, for my 50th birthday, I wanted to make a real impact in this dog shelter that I cared a lot about, this county dog shelter. And so I came up with, I'll tell you actually, I came up with, living in the shelter with the dogs for in the kennel for a weekend. And I wanted to raise uh, $25,000, but it was for my 50th birthday. So we knew we were going to do 50 hours for my 50th birthday for $25,000. And we were having this little meeting of these people that were going to help me execute on this. And how were we going to do it? And I was like, we'll call it 50 uh, for 50 for 25. (laughs) And this gal goes, that just sounds awful. It does. Let's do 50 for 50 for 50. And I thought, well, that sounds better, but there ain't no freaking way. But let's do it because if we hit 25, we'll be super happy. Yeah. So it became 50 for 50 for 50, My, you know, for my 50th. So 50 hours, 50K, 50th birthday. And damn, if we didn't blast by $50,000. And this is the lesson of aim big. Go yes. Not thinking big enough. If we would have said 25, that's how much we would have made. How much did you I get it? We were like $57,000. That's great. Oh, it was awesome. We, we uh, Q102 covered it. Uh, Channel 5 covered it. You're More famous. More importantly to me, we got so many dogs adopted because we were on social media like crazy. And Did you get 50 checking. dogs adopted? Not quite, but quite a bit. And Ooh. one of the dogs' names was Griff, and he had been there for three years. That baby. And he got picked up by this gal that trains dogs Cause you know, he'd been living in a kennel for three years. So he needed some, you know, acclimation and he ended up getting placed with this family through a program called pets for patients. And this dog is so happy living in the best family. And I mean, it was, if nothing else happened, but Griff got placed after three years in that freaking kennel, uh, it was worth it. So it was pretty cool. Did they let you out to like use the bathroom and eat and stuff? Or did you just have to go there and they delivered your food? Yeah. Yes. No, I was uh, running around the, the entire shelter a little bit. Um, yeah, but I hanging out with all the dogs. Yeah. 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 But I did the first minute I went in, there's a video actually, I should try to find that. I, I went in the kennel with this really shy little dog who was not having me at first, but once I sat in the kennel with him, he was all over me and he just became a different dog. And I started bawling my face <laughs> and I was going live. Oh shit. I was talking about what I was going to do. And then I was talking about this dog and they just went home and they're just be like, I'm bawling, bawling. And I actually think that's what pe- got people like it was. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, oh shit. So anyway, 
Well, enough talk about let's fight. Okay. Yeah. That was yeah, way too much. We of digress. A, yeah. That but, was really cool what you did. You asked. I loved it. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. We we love that you're here today. Jen and I are going to talk about and fight about a little topic that maybe is a little different and maybe you've never even thought about. The question is, should agents only get paid when the house sells? Or is there some other payment structure? This is so good. Should agents only get paid? This is one of those things where we just operate as if that is the norm and it's the way it's always been. And we never question it. What if we started questioning this? Well, and in this ser- in our series, thank you for teeing me up, even though you yeah. didn't know that you were yeah. going to do that, yeah. is um, in Better Call Saul, we talk about what is currently possible that if it were impossible would be a paradigm shift. And what if what is possible were impossible? So here we're, at, we're asking, you're right. It's like, okay, right now we only get, we get paid when we complete it. But what if we got paid differently. So like, let's talk some options. I think we should be paid like how lawyers are for time plus a bonus on winning. Yes. Like for settling the suit and the client wins. Right. Yeah, But like, yeah, like you get, you get paid. There's like a retainer. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you get paid at the end when it sells. Do you think if there was a retainer, fewer people would hire agents? No. You think people, I think there'd be a problem because I'm not saying it's not right, but there'd be a problem because a lot of people wouldn't have the money. And the only reason they're paying a realtor is because they know it's coming out of the proceeds and that's where their money is. Disagree. They pay lawyers all the time. Mm. It's never about the money ever. (laughs) It's always about the money. Never about the money. If it were about the money, you wouldn't have Alexis, you wouldn't have an Acura, you wouldn't have a Ferrari, a Maserati. It's never the money. All right. Okay. So, so how would you, okay. So you get this upfront money and then for that, or you, build our like, or like hourly, okay. Build hourly. The buyer would make a quicker decision. Like, are you sure you want to see that house when you said you didn't want a basement and this one has a basement? Oh, wait. So we're talking about charging buyers now too, or what? Yeah. I thought we were only talking about seller if the house sells. Look, I'm talking about everybody. Everybody gets charged. Okay. So. Like a lawyer. What would happen if you paid me and what, what are you paying me for then exactly? Let's talk through this. You're well, if you're selling, well, you're paying for the expertise, right? On the buy or the sell side. You want a consultation and a marketing plan and you want me to execute that plan and get you what you want, right? Right. You want me to take photos. You want me to put it on the proper channels. You want to price it right. You want me to coordinate showings. You want me to do coordinate like inspection stuff. You want my expertise. You, you, I mean, Monica, you have 20 years of business. You know a thing or two about selling houses. Yeah. You know, that's worth something. I'm going to, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. Cause as I'm talking through this wrong, I'm going to mute you. (laughs) (laughs) I actually think the way it's set up is right. Wrong. You should get paid decently when we deliver on the promise, which is what if though, what if you deliver, you do the console, you represent the seller, 
you do the consultation, you market it properly. Another agent comes, there's an or whatever, there's an offer. It is it, it is in line with what the seller said that they wanted. Everything's in line. The price, the terms, everything's in line. They even maybe no, they could they maybe sign it, but let's just say they don't. Okay. Instead they, they change, change their, their mind. mind. That is questionable then. That I think No, it's I should- not. You should get paid. No, that's what I'm saying. That I think you should get paid. I did my job. You changed your mind. I did my job. I brought right. Ready, willing, and, and able you spent body. money, which okay. is why you should have the retainer. <laughs> I like the caveat of if I bring you a ready, willing, and able buyer in the range in which we talked about, I should get paid. Whether you decide to execute on it or not is up to you. But you're going to have to collect that shit up front. And then it can be right, subtracted go- from, or there's some kind of lien or something. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think is the most valuable aspect of an agent's? job from start to finish from consult to sale what do you think the thing if you wanted to pin the most amount of money to that that the best agents in this thing would be making the most money what is that oh that's a good question i would say let's talk about the options it's pricing strategy pricing strategy yeah negotiation skills because mm-hmm. that's marketing. where you make then there's marketing Seems like those are the three kind of true. Are we saying keeping it together as negotiation skills, Mm -hmm. like completing it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was toggling between pricing and negotiation. A lot of people, I think, put too much emphasis on the marketing part, but you could market an overpriced listing all day and it not sell. And you can never market an underpriced listing and it sell. So I'm, I don't, I don't put as much weight on the marketing. I think that's more for seller optics. I don't know. What do you think? No, totally agree with that. Because if you had to pick one, is it price or negotiation? I think price has to come first. There will not be any negotiation if you have the wrong price. So I'm going to Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, negotiation is important. And that's why FISBOs fail, I think, because they don't understand the proper techniques of negotiating. Or price. Or pricing, for that matter. Yes. But you can't even get to those two parts if you don't price it right. So. Okay. it's let's right. um do you want to take a break or do you have anything to add for more sellers let's take a break and then let's talk about buyers because you differentiated okay that. okay yeah. let's hear from our favorite partners yeah. and i want to tell you that if you're an agent and you want to find out how to partner with us we can help you grow your business get you that dream you always wanted making more money have yeah. more time, all oh. that good stuff we'll without having to us. pay, exactly, without having to pay a single penny or us having any of your commission. You get to keep all your money too. Call or text me at 513-400-1691. Hey guys, it's Monica here. I am so excited to introduce you to Real Estate Fight Club's newest partnership, Cyberbacker. Cyberbacker is the best in the business for virtual assistants. How do I know this? Because I am a Cyberbacker customer and I love this company. 
I have my favorite, Frances. She is my cyberbacker, been with me for over a year. She's amazing. She makes me better. She's eager to help. She's on time. She's disciplined. She's awesome. And this company, Cyberbacker, has figured out the system from the interviewing process to find out what I need to the interviewing process to interview several cyberbackers to the onboarding process to the training process. Very buttoned up, very awesome. You and I both know it's time for you to leverage. It's time for you to take that step. And Cyberbacker is a really safe, awesome solution. Make sure to mention Fight Club and you will be getting a free gift. All right, do it. Make the call. See ya. Hi guys, Monica Weekly here. You know how you're supposed to post about real estate every single day on Facebook? Yes, yes you do. And the reason is if we don't remind our Facebook friends what we do for a living and how we help people, they will forget about it. We know it's our job to inform, educate, and demonstrate what we do for a living. Well, I'm coaching agents all around the country and they understand that, but they're not doing it. And I ask them, why aren't you doing it? Probably just like you. And they said, Monica, we don't know what to post. Can we just borrow your stuff? Because I love creating Facebook posts. And these can often be used over on Instagram as well. So I said yes, and people were borrowing my stuff. So I created finally a product that you can sign up for for free. It is free, guys. There is no reason for you not to sign up for this. It's ghostposter.com, G-H-O-S-T-P-O-S-T-R, no E in there, just T-R. Com. And what you're going to get is you're going to get a Facebook posting idea to your email every single day. So not only do you have this great idea, but you've been reminded, oh yeah, I need to post. And that's Monday through Friday. And if you don't love the post or you think, gosh, I'd like something else. Well, you're also going to get access to a library of over 600 different posts for you to choose from by category. You're going to love it. Go sign up, ghostposter.com. Don't waste a minute. And then be sure to join the private Facebook group. All right, I'll see you in there. All right, welcome back. Let's get back to the battle inside of the ring. I got to be honest, Jen, this is kind of like expanding my brain, this thought, because I've never, ever thought about it. I've always had a headache now. Yeah, a little bit. I've never questioned how we get paid. That's the problem with like the amount, like people question our amount all the time, but the how we get paid is such an interesting thing to think about. You got to talk to Saul Klein. If you don't know this guy, he has been in real estate longer than I've been alive. That's awesome. So you the, tune into better call Saul. Better call Saul. But he just like, he is literally the person that has expanded people's minds over these decades. He literally was the first person to put real estate listings on the internet. That's and he went and sold it to all the MLSs. And he had to like, ex- he said he had, what were those? It wasn't a slide projector. It had like a light bulb. Oh, the overhead? The, the overhead projector. Overhead projector. Show yeah. them what the internet was. No, that's <laughs> awesome. When do you drop your Better Call Sauls? Like on Fridays, about every other week. Go to our YouTube channel, Real Estate Fight Club YouTube channel, and you'll see it's a playlist, Better Call Saul. Yeah, they're so good. Yeah. Let's but but what we've been talking about a lot is the world real estate is changing mm-hmm. and the way that we operate currently is not going to be the way that we operate in the future. We have been operating for this this way for so long, it's ripe for change. Mm-hmm. So how, 
if we are going to change, why don't we get in front of this change? And one of the the Department of Justice is questioning our pay. So let's let let us question the pay. What mm-hmm. actually does make sense? And for me, I think that as real estate agents, as this is my business, this is your business, we have to level up. And mm-hmm. a level up is a consultant. And how do consultants get paid? They mm-hmm. get paid by project. They typically collect a fee up front. Then they do the work and then they collect another fee. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't understand why we don't do that. What about the lawyers that advertise on TV and they say, you don't pay unless you win? Yeah, there's going to be those too. There's always going to be. That's what's going to happen in our industry. If we make the change, they're going to be. Those that always, that's happening now. That's a flat fee listing, basically, sort of. Yeah. Like always something rubbing against the norm. Yeah, you can't. I mean, if you're competing on. OK, well, that's how we get paid now. So like you don't pay, you don't get paid unless you get close. So we are that. So we if are. we're that, should yeah. we elevate? Yeah. Should we get to the next level of attorney, which is uh, charging with a uh, upfront retainer and a retainer or hourly at least like, okay, let's talk about buyers. So if we were paid this way, if we were paid like hourly, <clears throat> what, and you had a buyer, what would happen? They're not going to, this, this would be a, this would blow up our industry. This would be awful. No, this wrong. would be awful because the buyer would not pay for the service. The buyer only uses the real estate agent because they're free right now. They're not free. Well, they think they're free. They don't have to come out of pocket with any money. So they would just go straight to the listing agent and it would be a mess. No. Yeah. They're not going to pay for Disagree. us. Disagree. Not everybody. Some people will, but the far majority of people that, at this minute, don't understand how we get paid anyway. Well, then that's our fault. This is true. This is true. Because it's not free. It never has been free. And they they do pay for it. And potentially you could make it so it gets wrapped up in the loan. But they have to have, I mean, you have to have some money to buy a house anyway. This is part of the cost. So you just, it's billable, but payable out of the deal. It could be. Look, okay. it's your business. That, I think, could work. If yeah. you have a client that where that makes most more sense, do that. I just don't think that that's a majority of the clients. Right. Everybody always says they don't have enough money. And then I see them riding around with <laughs> rims or do you know yeah. what I mean? In their uh, nice Uggs or whatever, or getting Starbucks. Look, you don't have money. You're not buying that stuff. You got oh. money. You just don't want to pay for anything. That is not the same thing as not having money. What it would do is cut down on the showing lose. you really care about, or yeah, if you weren't totally serious. But it could up the open houses. Yeah, because those are free look. Yeah. Ah, that Unless be- you charge an entry fee. Oh, I don't know that. I think, I don't think that'll work. Look, you know, got to take it one step further. What yeah. if you have a buyer that they put in an offer, it got accepted. And they're through, they're through all their contingencies, but they changed their mind. Should you get paid? And you represented yeah, the, buyer? the buyer's agent. Yeah. Well, it depends on who was buying it. Or who what do you mean? It. Yes. Right. The, the, seller's yes. the seller's paying it. So why would they pay you? You didn't deliver to them. You didn't well, deliver to them. On our agreement. <laughs> no, the agreement that what you're getting paid for from the seller standpoint is Bringing the buyer to close the house. I think you should still get paid. 
it's going to change very quickly that the buyer pays their own agent. Yeah, that that's, that's happening. Yeah. So if you don't have a strong buyer consultation and you don't get a signed agreement that says you get paid, you're already behind. So do that. If you need one, message yeah. us. I'll send it to you or go to the vault, jennifermerlin.com slash vault. It's in there too. Yeah. But let's say that that changes, okay? I yeah. also think you should still get paid. If you you did what they requested, you found a house and they changed their mind, that doesn't mean you didn't do the work. Mm-hmm. It, but you, in your head, it's different than the seller because on the seller, you agreed. Because of where the funds are coming from. That's why. It's being as wrapped it's up into the now. buyer's loan as, and now there's as, no loan. Now, if, if that changed, then yeah, that would make sense because you executed on what the buyer hired you to do. So then should, yeah, so then you have a thing. So then it's like, okay, well, should the earnest money then go up? The earnest money then goes up to cover the, what the agents make and a compensation for the seller to take it off the market. And then the earnest money goes to the agent. Yes. And all of them, it goes to both, it goes to the agents and the seller. The sellers. Because everybody's harmed in the transaction. Everybody did what they said. Yeah. Three, three, let's say there's four people, both agents, the buyer and the seller. Yeah. Three of the four did what they said. Why are we always the one that get has to forego our pay? That's bullshit. What if the buyer loses their job the week before? That's different. That's a contingency. Because they can't qualify for the loan. Because they can't qualify for the loan. I'm saying if they change their mind. What if a a trauma happens in their lives and it's like legit, it's legit. Look, yes, it's your business. You can run your business how you want. I'm just talking in general, everything's fine. They just change their mind. I mean, this happens. You want to be able to have the backing of the right now there's nothing they lose i mean in in some markets it's like 500 bucks it's like nothing earnest money is a joke it is it is is that a barrier to home ownership though if you start increasing those things and making it harder and giving the making the buyers pay there's always (laughs) a way there's always a way to solve problems there is and this is an interesting concept i'm not i'm not being a naysayer, I'm saying that's going to be a long road to change that shit right there. Well, you got to start walking sometimes. Got to start somewhere. If you never start, the road doesn't get shorter. If you could just start from scratch and uh, oh, not- we will. I'm blowing this shit. I know you're up. blowing it up. I know you are. I know you are. This All is right. good. I want to know what everybody else thinks. I really do want to hear from everybody. This is, if you've never gone to our Facebook page, Real Estate Fight Club podcast, or you've never gone into Instagram or the TikTok, let us know. Go in and we want to hear about your thoughts on should agents only get paid if the house sells. Let's. Let's create the conversation. What if it all starts here, Jen? It will. It does. It starts with you. Be the change that you want in the world. world. That's right. That's right. I love it. All right. I think that's going to have to be the end of today's round. What do you guys think? You agree with Jen? I kind of was on the mm, opposite side. There were some things I agreed with, but not all. So what are you? Are you team Monica? Team Merlin? What do you think? Go to our Facebook page and comment and let us know what you think. All right. Bye. All right. I am here with our tiebreaker, David Siplin. He is from Coldwell Banker in San Jose, California, and a veteran realtor at 16 years. Hey, David. 
Hello, how are you? Good. I am glad that you're our tiebreaker because I can't wait to hear if this has happened to you and your thoughts. So you do your job, but the client doesn't perform on the contract. Should you still get paid? That is a very interesting question. Um, I'd like to say yes all uh -huh. the time. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. And yeah. the podcast. In the yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, how many times have we been in a situation where we've worked tirelessly for a client mm -hmm. and circumstances happen? You know, sometimes they happen, but you know, when we go to the hundredth degree and we do our absolute best and they don't perform on our contract right and end up working with somebody else without telling us how do we deal with those situations when right. we when we've actually done our job to put them into a contract exactly so can you tell us a story of when this happened to you sure so i, I have several relocation contracts with different companies and i received one and they basically said it was a vip client okay. they lived in a different state um, and he as a relocation does. Right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And he was moving to uh, our area and with his family. So I met them for a week. They came out. I talked to all the family, the mother, father, husband, wife, kids. Yeah. Um, got a really good idea what they were looking for. We went looked at actually 12, 15 homes when they were here for the week. When there um, were 12 and 15 available. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we walked through their homes, got a good idea what they were looking for. Um, they went back home. So what I do in those situations that I do walkthrough videos, I take a video, walk through their home, describe the home, talk to them as I'm walking through the video. Yeah. Um, we talk on the phone, get an idea, you know, if it's good or bad. So I ended up doing 31 of those for this client. 31. That's a lot. A lot of videos. Sad thing about this one is, is I actually wrote 14 contracts for these people. 14. And none of them got accepted? The issue was because of the state that he was in. So where he was buying is probably the most expensive place you can buy in California. Okay, jeez, that's saying something. Yeah, I'll tell you the price in, at the end. Okay. <laughs> so, and, and he wanted to live, he, he wanted his kids to go into the best schools in that area. Yeah. So, you know, understandably, you want to make sure you get what you're paying, paying for. for. Right. So the problem was in the states where he based on where he was in the Midwest, prices, you know, prices here are totally different. Right. So every contract that I wrote, for the most part, um, it was always too much. Too low. Not enough. It was he Right. So he yeah. I, I, I so when I do my comps, I do them basically a way an appraiser would have. OK, done it. that's <laughs> a good I'm idea. Not an appraiser. Not yeah. appraiser but. I use this, the same techniques that they use. Mm -hmm. So when I price a home, I do it in a way that's going to get them the home, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But the price that I recommended was always too high. Okay. So he was he would say, you know, that's too high. Offer right for you know a lower amount, which I did, and he lose them. Did you see this? I don't know if you're ever on like Instagram. There was this one of the millionaire real estate agent, whatever they are. You know, what I'm talking about the guys mm -hmm. in on the TV shows. Yeah. He was talking about in like a, on a little video that he had a guy like that, a client like that who wanted to felt like he got a deal. And so he called and he had a property that he wanted to show him and that he had listed. And so he called his assistant and was like, hey, up the price. 
because I know this guy's not going to want to offer like what we have it listed at. So up the price. And so he upped the price and the guy ended up offering the lower price, which was the original list price. And he's like, yeah, I felt like I got a deal. And he's like, oh, well, yeah. Okay. Except, yeah. Yeah. Except the only problem is these are with other brokerages. Right. And, you can't you know, do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> also that. feels a little unethical, right? Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little if, bit. If, if it's an in-house, if it's an in-house listing and you can do that, you know, <laughs> I mean, maybe, I don't know. Anyway, go on. So there are people like that, right? Like yes. even if the value is there and you're saying that the way that, you help the buyer determine value is in line with an appraisal, which feels like that feels like an accurate evaluation. Yeah, and every yeah. time it was like, no, we don't want to pay this. We want a deal. So right. like, okay. But when you're buying in a hot market, when homes are only staying right. on that market for seven days. David, you, you don't have, have to tell me. You, you, you have to put a price that's going to win. You have, I get you have it. to be a winner. Right. You're either going to win or you're going to lose. There, there's no middle ground. Either no, you win can't or you're share lose. the house. Okay. So, you know, I, and I always go back through the, the list, the, the, my contracts after the home is closed, kind of see where I am. Yeah. The majority of those he would have gotten if he were listening to me. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and, I, I, and, I, and I tell my clients this, this is the price. So out of the 14 contracts that we wrote, we got Connor offers on two. Okay. One was in, was in a perfect, gated community, beautiful home, met all his criteria. He actually came out and looked at it. Okay. Thought it was a really great home. Great. He drove to the schools. Everything was perfect. Great. Until he realized it's the opposite direction from where he goes to work. Mm -hmm. You got a wife that drives and a father that drives. Yeah. But he's trying to take on the, the entire family responsibility. Right. So in that particular school district, when um, there was a, a point in time where the state cut budgets for schools and a lot of schools canceled their bus programs. Well, this happened to be one of them that didn't have buses. So you got to drive your kids to school. Okay. Perfect house, met all its criteria, but it went all the low, Not the location, I guess. <laughs> so audit, so I, I also got him in the contract on two homes. Okay. And before he put the deposit in, he changed his mind. Oh, no. So, so that, that, I mean, look, if you lose, if you put the offer in and you lose, right? I'm not sure that you, you shouldn't, I, I don't think you get paid because the, they, the buyer agent or the buyer hired you, the buyer agent to help them win the contract. But at what point when they're not l listening to the advice, it feels like there's like a switch somewhere in there. Maybe it's contract 14, maybe it's contract five, but like, what do you think? Well, nor I, normally in a normal contract, if I'm writing a bunch of contracts they, and they don't do, do what, what they're advised to do, mm -hmm. there's a point where an agent can say, I'm not going to work with you anymore. Exactly. But they are due zero compensation. Correct. So, so I'll tell you, so this was a $4 million client. Nice. Yeah. And when it comes from a, as a relocation, I have a responsibility to make sure I do it 200% to make sure I work with this client to, right. to go through every little possibility to make sure that they can buy. Right. Because, I, because if I perform, I get more. If I don't perform, then I, I don't get as, much, as many. Exactly. So right. They're not going to keep sending them to you because they get a portion of that commission too. Correct. That makes Correct. sense. 
Okay. So, you know, if I get you in the contract, <laughs> and, and, and the other issue is it was always a rush. You know, I see this house put an offer. I see this house put an offer. Yeah. You know, I, I, I always recommend do, do all your research. I'm sending you videos. Yeah. You know, you have people in the area. If you look have friends the in the area, go look at the map. Have your friends go out and take a look at it. You got a contractor. You need to do some work. Have your contractor go out and look at it. There's, yeah. a, there's always some time to, to do those things. Right. But if you don't take your opportunities as a client to do what you're supposed to do beyond what I'm recommending, what do you want me to do? But what do you think about, okay, so in the, the times that a client puts in an offer, it gets accepted, then the buyer client changes their mind and they, they agree that the earnest money is due to the seller. Is that also a point where you've earned your commission? So the my in my opinion, the definition is once you find a willing and able buyer and you put them into contract on a home that they agree to purchase, that is the point where the agents should earn their commission. Except that if the seller doesn't accept. Well, the, well, well. I, I mean, when they when the seller when oh, the, when they're in contract, when yeah, when in contract. Okay, just, yeah, just yeah, yeah. The minds, everybody signs everything. Everything is done. Well, like and it. if yeah, but then sense. you have to deal with what about the contingencies being released? Because you're so yeah. Yes, in our market, when it was hot, um, if the if the offer was had any contingencies, it would not get accepted. So all these offers I wrote for him were non contingent offers. So you're saying. You believe the agent is due a commission when there's an accept when the buyer and seller agree to a specific contract and the points of the contract were met other than the actual closing and assuming there is a contingency for like the loan to be funded, right? Or mm -hmm. if it's cash, whatever. But let's say except for like the loan being the financial one, the agent is due a commission. Correct. Now, now, when there when there are um, contingencies, there's an understanding that the client has an opportunity and a right to make sure that they verify those contingencies and make sure that they they they, they agree. Set. Yeah, agree. But when there's a non-contingent offer, you're supposed to take your time to make sure you really, really want the home. Yeah, because there's because no way out. There's no way out. How'd you get them out of two contracts? <laughs> the deposit wasn't put in and if the deposit isn't put in you know there's theoretically there's no deal oh my goodness okay so what happened man well i also had three verbal approvals agreements all he had to do was write a contract on one of those one of those was a, a tear down he wanted to tear down the house a corner lot the meta size requirements meta school requirements everything um, the agent actually gave me a verbal approval the night before I contacted my client, said that's right on this. He said, I need, I'll get back to you. I had to get, give him an answer by noon, nine o'clock. Right. I called him 10 o'clock. I called him, called his wife, says, where is he? I need an answer on this, on, on this property. Two o'clock comes, he calls me. So oh, yeah, get the, let's go on it. I had to, he's already lost it. Because the, the seller's agent says, I got, I have other um, people that want to buy this home. I have of other course. contracts. I'll take yours because you were first in here. But, but you uh, right. If you don't let me know. <laughs> yeah. So what happened? You lost it. Yeah. But I mean, like, now what? Where are you at now? 
oh, that was in the middle and we go find another property. Okay. So, so what happens is at the end, um, I get a, so I, he, he came in town and I was showing, showing him properties and I had talked to him about finding a rental um, because he, he wanted to move here so he could be closer to where the properties were so he can act a little faster. Sure. And then I get home and as soon as I get home, I get an email from the relocation company says, please don't contact this client anymore. <laughs> Which you should have stopped contacting him a long time ago. Dave. Yeah. So I, I call my <laughs> local like, rep why? to say, right. yeah. so I call my local rep to say what's going on. And, you know, I just talked to this guy five minutes ago, you know, I, right. I just sent him an email for rental properties that he was, he was asking for. And she says, hold on, I'll, I'll find out what's going on. And she sends me an email back, says, oh, he, he had been working behind my back with other clients, with other agents. So, so you know how the re relocation game works is yeah. the, the money that we pay to the relocation company basically pays his benefits. Right. So they actually canceled his benefits. Because he, it was even somebody outside of the relocation company. Oh my goodness. Did he buy a house? Yeah. So I check, you know, I go on the MLS, all, all the county works all the time just to check and see what my clients have, that I don't work with have done. And he had a buying a house. It needed work. And it was a deal that he had turned down that I had agreed, I had gotten other houses that he had turned down oh but not that specific house not that specific house well that's, oh. that's a different conversation that's a different conversation because if i would have showed him that house now i'm the procuring agent on, on the property exactly and you would have yeah you would have a leg to stand on but i bet the other agents didn't, didn't know either he didn't know nobody didn't knew know. No. so he forgo he forwent his benefits well i mean look you know i guess <laughs> I don't know. I think we're on the same page. Okay, so let's do it like the, well, let me ask you this. What are your lessons learned from that? It's hard to say because, you know, if you do everything that you're supposed to, in a normal situation, I'm getting to contract seven. And if you're not doing what I'm asking you to do, I'm canceling. Yeah. You know, this is a little bit harder to so do. So you are at seven now? Seven? Depending, well, I'm sure it, it, depends. it depends. It depends. But like somewhere around there, you're like, this isn't working. Something's not working. Is it the market? Is it us? Is it, what is it, right? Well, in, in, in our market, especially when you're dealing with those property values, it's a re it's all about reputation. Yeah. The client, the, the right. agent is working with you because of your reputation. Right. And I flat out told him, you know, you can't keep doing this because you're damaging my reputation because I have to work with these people. Right. <laughs> That's like so, kind of a hard line, right? Though, because it's because I, I see what you're saying. It's like there's these lowball offers that are going in, and we're supposed to write. It's like we have a, a fiduciary responsibility to write up the offer that they want to give. But then, to your point before, it's like, well, if they're not taking the advice, and you feel like you're just, they're never going to get an accepted contract, or it's going to. If you do your dollar per hour, it's just like there's no return on investment for you. It's like just time to let them go. Like there's nothing good that can come out of this, right? Well, yes, but I, I've had clients that I've worked with over a number of years. Um, wow. And actually, one I worked with for three years and he moved to different states. He was here for a while, went to another state, came back. And I just sold him a million dollar home. Yeah. It just closed. So it just, was so he it just depends. Yeah, it just depends. And I think like, 
I don't know about you, but for me, I like get this feeling, right? Like I know I'm like, "Mm, this person and I are not really compatible. Yes. And and I do have those, but this particular client, we saw the eye to eye. I mean, I could walk through a property and I could tell him, I could basically say, this is not going to work because of what you need. And I showed him the video. I walked through him. He said, yeah, I totally yeah, agree. That's, so it's like so weird. Do you, oh. So, the, so the, what my feeling is what actually happened was he was such under, because his wife wanted to get out of the state that they're in. She yeah. wanted to get here because the weather where they were, the, you know, she wanted to come here. So he, he was under an immense pressure from his family yeah. to move. Yeah. His job was probably giving him pressure to relocate and get here. Yeah. But it's a, it's a situation of loyalty. Loyalty. Yeah. yeah. We're supposed to be loyal to our clients. Right. But we, uh, we ask our clients to be loyal to us, but are they, you know, the, 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 this the is why I get a buyer you know, agreement. Yeah. Well, in, in this situation for this particular company, I, I, I couldn't write one because because of the way that they're correct man you Um, had all the things didn't (laughs) it just was like one thing after the other well and and when you write a contract based on you know them liking the home them agreeing to their home them seeing the home you know you've done your job (laughs) you deserve to get paid that's so interesting i wonder if if that like i wonder if other people agree i agree with you you know, like everything's been met. All the contingencies have been met. You like it. You just changed your mind. That's, but I did what I was supposed to, you know? Yeah. But, you know, in, in a, right now in our market, cause I've talked to a lot of agents and some buyers right now, there's a lot of people canceling contracts right now because the feeling right now is um, the market's going down. They're overpaying. They feel like yeah. they're, so they're right? Yeah, so they're getting their contracts and they get cold feet and they're canceling. Um, this was way before that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that wasn't it. That yeah. wasn't a situation. That's um, crazy. But, you know, even with that, you know, I, 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 you know I'm here to get my clients' homes. doesn't yes. matter the property value. It does, you know, just I'm here to, satisfy, get my clients' homes and make them happy home buyers. Yes. Situations like this, they happen, you know, it's going to sting for a couple of years because that's a huge commission. It's two and a half percent on a $4 million property is a lot of money. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, well, and you also feel like you were, it's not only about the money, but it's also about like, you felt like you did everything. Stabbed in the back. Stabbed in the back, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, David. Well, maybe we can find some more clients for you. If people have a referral in San Jose, how can they get a hold of you? Well, um, you want me to get my phone number? Yeah, or, sure. That'll sure. work. So you can give me a call. Number is 408-647-6326. Okay. Um, or you can email me. Um, it's david.siplin at cbrealty.com. And how do you spell Siplin? Um, S-C-I-P is in Paul, L-I-N. Perfect. Well, thanks for being on. I appreciate it. Cool. I, I, I appreciate the opportunity to be on here with you. And, you know, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.